Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Dundee Church Podcast, live uh, for now, you know. <laughs> we're alive. When but we're, we're alive. I shouldn't have said it's live. For you people, it's not. For us, it is. There you go. My name is J.D. Gorlatt. I'm the senior pastor here at Dundee Presbyterian Church. I'm joined again by our good friend and colleague and theologian, uh, Keith Holmes, uh, resident Dude, dude of theology. Dude of the Bible. Dude, dude of Reformed theology. Yes, uh, I am. Uh, Thank you very the, much. The dude himself. Uh, Keith, we're in uh, John chapter 8. Yes. And now, uh, before we get into it, a note for our listeners. John chapter 8, you'll notice some notations in most Bibles about the first 11 verses. That's because in the earliest manuscripts, this passage of Scripture was not in the earliest manuscripts. It was found in later manuscripts. So, what they're saying is it might not have been uh, original to the book of John right. uh, that John wrote. In many, some people think that it was actually a part of the book of Luke. Uh, we're not here to discuss where it might have been. That being said, every scholar that has ever studied this has questioned where it was originally contained, where it was originally uh, located, but no one has doubted the authenticity of the story itself right. of the of of Jesus it's consistent with who Jesus is right and so you know just so you know this is this is god inspired scripture no this doubt this is not don't get caught up on whether or not John wrote it or not. It know is, that God inspired this to to show us something. Well said. And it, I mean, yeah. in, and it is a familiar story. It is the woman who is caught in sin. It is the story where Jesus said, "Let he who has no sin, let him be the first to throw a stone." Right. Many people familiar with this with this story. Uh, and so that's what we're going to be yeah. predominantly talking about tonight, today, yeah. uh, live here on on tape for you. But uh, I don't know why I mentioned that. Anyway, uh, I open with this question because this yeah. story is a story of really pure forgiveness of right. someone who is guilty of sin. Right. We also will point out that the woman faces this trial, yeah. but not the man. Yes. She's guilty of adultery. And they accuse her, but they don't accuse right. the man. They had not brought the man. It's so wrong. hypocritical. Right, yeah. It's so this wrong. Is, yeah, this uh, is, yeah. It's the society operating in its worst way. Right. Um, but that being said, Keith, how does forgiveness feel? Oh, you know, there's such a mixed emotions for me as I've, as I've contemplated my answer. I mean, the, the easy answer is it's relief, right? It's relief. Mm. It feels, you feel like a weight has been lifted off of you. You've been forgiven. But at the same time, there's a sense of shame because mm -hmm. I had to be forgiven. Mm -hmm. Um, a sense of, uh, you know, that, that, uh, of, of, I don't anger even at self. at self and at the person forgiving you. Because that you've you've had to supplicate yourself, you had to make yourself less than them, put them in the position to uh, to say I'm sorry and or to, to judge, say I, to, judge yeah, you? to be able to judge. Yeah, they've mm. judged and deemed it okay to say, yeah, I forgive you. Mm. You know, when you say you're sorry, and there's a lot of emotion going on for me when I when with forgiveness. But I think the overwhelming the overwhelming feeling I get that when I'm forgiven is, is one of relief and, 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 um, a sense that it's going to be okay. Mm. It may not be okay right away. 
although I really hope that it will. And, you know, a lot of us operate on that. It's like, okay, I've been forgiven, so I can go right back to being the way it was. Right. It's like, not for everybody. It's too awkward for that, yeah. isn't yeah. it? I mean, there's, yep. uh, there's a time uh, with human beings, at least, I'm not sure we're talking about Jesus on this. Mm. So we talk about how human beings forgive, where right. if you are forgive, right. were forgiven, if you forgive somebody, okay, it's over. Whatever mm-hmm. it was is over. But there is a certain awkwardness. You are forgiven, you are yeah. restored, and everybody, the forgiver and the one forgiven, are going to try to return, try right. to start in a, the relationship again. Yeah. But there is an implicit awkwardness. There is... You forgive and forget, but you don't forget. I mean, right. both sides still remember and right. they still feel. And uh, uh, so, yeah, I like what you said. Uh, uh, there is a, a relief, a joy mm-hmm. uh, that comes from having something be done and over and getting past something that's a problem. But then, oh, my gosh, I needed to be forgiven. I was wrong. Right. Uh, there, And I think that comes from a, 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 I have this image of myself that is not true that where i almost where forgiveness reveals the truth a truth about me that i don't want mm-hmm. and that is that i need to be forgiven that i quite often mess up that i quite often hurt people particularly people close to me those are the people you hurt the most right and um i don't want that this people getting close to, that are close to me can can actually be disappointed in things that I do or say or don't do or don't say. I don't want to to accept the fact that that's even possible. And then yeah. forgiveness. There's this moment where I've got to deal with reality about right. myself that yep. I and and with with somebody close to me. But then with Jesus Christ, who is closer to me than anyone, I have to deal with the reality that I'm not as that I need to be forgiven by him all the time. And I don't, I, you know, yeah. I know, I know that, yep. but I don't want to know that. Does I guess that make sense? It does. And it does. But I think for me, when I, when I th- contemplate my forgiveness through Christ, it's, it's, I don't know that I have some of those same feelings as I would when I'm having to apologize to another person mm. because mm. Jesus is just so far above me naturally yeah. that going to him and saying, I'm sorry, just, sim- you know, it, you can't, you know, I'm, it seems I can't to make compare. more sense. Right. It, and there's not, and there's shame of course that I've had, that I've strayed from him and that I've, that I've, you know, been unfaithful, whatever, um, to him, you know, that, that, you know, in, in that relationship, I've, I've chosen something else, my own will, something other thinking it was better than him. But in the end, he's so much greater than everything else that it's just like, yeah, it's natural. This is my natural state. I will always be lower than Jesus. Mm-hmm. Whereas so it, with other human beings, my natural state is I will always be above you. Right. <laughs> you There's know? that denial it, of yes. reality uh, right there. Well, that's exactly it. But mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it is, a denial of reality. But the fact of the matter is, is we all walking we all walk around to a degree going, Well, I'm better than most people mm-hmm. I know. Mm-hmm. So therefore, to have to get forgiveness from them, ugh, I, that, that's a great point. You know? That's a great point. Yeah. It seems uh, uh, it seems uh, nonsensical in some part of us. Right. It, that that is called the ego, by the way. Yes. How does this woman in chapter eight of John? How does she begin? We're not going to read it. We, you guys read it. We're going to do the first twenty uh, verses. Yeah. It includes this story, and then Jesus declaring that he is the light of the world. How would you say that that the woman begins with Jesus? 
She, let's uh, say that she doesn't have any awareness of who he is at all. We don't right. know. Right. But it's pretty easy to argue that she has no, she has no understanding of who this guy is yeah. at all. How, how, how does she begin? I mean, well, she, she's brought before him like he's some, someone of importance. Of a judge. Right. He's something of a judge. By this crowd. Right. And some that are trying to trap him, that, which she wouldn't know about. So she's just she's an just, instrument of that. Right. So she's, you know, she comes knowing full well her sin. Mm-hmm. That she has, in fact, been caught in adultery. And so she, she comes to him she, as a sinner. She is a sinner. Um, and, you know, I think she does the smartest thing that a person can do is, you know, shut up. Mm-hmm. She doesn't say anything. Mm-hmm. You know, she lets this sort of thing play out. I right. mean, now, you know, internally, I'm sure she's going crazy as he sits and he's writing on the ground. It's interesting you to know, speculate. You know, yeah. yeah, she's just, she's going nuts. Like, what is he doing? Is he... Is he like doing math, trying mm-hmm. to figure out how bad this is compared mm-hmm. to other things that right. are, you know, other people have done? You know, I mean, she's facing stoning. Yeah. She does know that much, mm-hmm. right? She knows that she's about to get stoned to death, right? If the verdict comes down, well, I mean, there's not even a verdict at this yeah. point. She's been caught in it, and 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 you know, it's it's right. a foregone it's a, conclusion. Exactly, the law of Moses says exactly, and so she knows she's headed for the for for death and a terrible death at that, but. You know, she, to her credit, I don't know if it's the Holy Spirit that shuts her, like shuts her up or what, but she doesn't say anything. She doesn't, she doesn't defend herself. She yeah. doesn't try to try to say these guys are wrong or 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 something that I know we talked we just talked about it a little bit, but I know I would do is like, hey, the Bible, the the, the law says the other one's supposed to be mm-hmm. here. Where is he? Mm-hmm. Why am I the only one getting stoned she here? Doesn't say a word. She doesn't say any of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he he, I'm. Here at the podcast, at the Dundee Church podcast, we're always trying to put you into the scripture. We're try, always trying to get you to be in the scripture. In this case, you've got to identify with a woman who is caught in adultery. Mm-hmm. Is she a prostitute? Maybe. Uh, she's she's been caught in it as peace, as, as uh, Keith has pointed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an open and shut case. She's definitely guilty. She is. Um, uh, worthy of the punishment uh, to be stoned to death, to be bashed with stones until she dies. It's a horrible way to 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 die. Uh, so she is brought to Jesus, and I'm going to encourage you, Keith, and I are going to encourage you to imagine yourself being brought to Jesus. She doesn't come to Jesus; she's brought to Jesus right. by accusers, by people who hate her, by people who have already decided that she is not only guilty but that she is garbage and uh so it's almost like it's like it's like us being brought to jesus by satan and his minions accusing us uh saying all kinds of evil they throw her on the ground in front of jesus we don't know whether she knows jesus at all it's like i said it's safe to assume that she doesn't know anything at all about jesus or hasn't even heard anything from him uh, maybe she's heard a little bit here, a little bit there, but she doesn't know. And now Jesus is going to be her judge. And, you know, he's going to know the law, and uh, she is, she's going to know that uh, she deserves to be stoned to death. Yep. She is guilty of this. So what relief is she going to get from Jesus? As she's, she's sitting there on the ground in the dirt. This is not exactly a great 
break that that these this this mob has brought her to 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 Jesus yep. uh, because the likely her anticipation is this is it these are my last moments this guy is they this is just a show right this is a banana republic court that's gonna that, that this guy is gonna condemn me and it's gonna be over in five minutes uh, that is how she is brought into the presence of Jesus Christ now she is going to be forgiven she is going. Uh, her punishment is going to be averted by the words and by the grace of Jesus Christ. But she begins, not just in a point of desperation, but it, at a, it, she begins at the feet of Jesus with complete hopelessness. Absolutely. In her own mind, into her own concept, into her own understanding, nothing good is going, going to happen. Nothing, can, nothing good can happen. Uh, we, yeah, she's reached that point in life where there's only one path. Right. What are the and and she's surrounded by the Pharisees who are making this accusa- these accusations, and what are the Pharisees? They're they're grilling Jesus. So so in so the woman is on trial because right. she's been, but so is Jesus. Oh yeah. So as you pointed out, she's being used as an instrument by them to get at Jesus. Yep. You know, they present the woman to her. This woman was caught. the The law says that she must die. Uh, what do you say? And so Jesus is on trial with her. Interesting concept, an interesting idea here that you are the woman and your life, uh, Jesus is on trial with, with you. Your life is being used by certain forces yep. as a way to get at Jesus. And Jesus doesn't shy away from this, this nope. trial. Nope. What do you say, uh, Jesus? You know the law. She deserves to, to die. What are the, the Pharisees expecting Jesus uh, to say here, one of two things at least they're, they're expecting him to say, "Yeah, right, go ahead, stoner. She's worthless. She's garbage." Right. Option one. Right. Option two is, "Oh no, no, no! I'm here. The, the law doesn't matter anymore." I'm which, love. Which I'm love, and uh, I'm love, and, and 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 that would be a heresy, right, uh, for him to say that. And when then I he say would be he is love, to, uh, when I say he is love, I mean that. The the we've talked about it before is like no you're okay in your sin love mm-hmm. where I'm tolerant of everything right. you do right. no Jesus is love don't get me wrong I don't want you to you know in those few moments you know say wait a minute this is this is not true no Jesus is love yes but he is love from the Father and the right. Father has a holiness about his love so the yeah. the, the the two options are a Jesus is going to obey the law strictly right. and have her be killed without even in, saying anything else. Or right. B, he's going to say uh, the law, the rules don't matter. Right, I'm Either. all lovey-dovey, right. and so you can just do whatever you want. The, right. the hyper-conservative is the former, right. and the hyper-liberal is the latter. Exactly. And those are seemingly those are his options and those are his expectations. Either way. If he goes with option one, the overly conservative answer, the Pharisees will approve of that, they'll agree with that, and the, the, the woman will die. Right. If he goes with the ultra-liberal way, he's going to be t- condemned, uh, rightly so, as a heretic, because he does not support the law of Moses, right. the law that is of, of God, right. and the people, the Pharisees, the leadership, and the people are going to reject him. Right. Uh, and and the, and the woman's probably going to get stoned. Anyway. Be, be stoned anyhow. Right. Uh, so... You know what does he? Uh, you know what does he do? What does he what, try to lay out? So what is he in the midst of that? What one does he of the do? one of you know one of the great things here is so he he just he takes a moment and he just kneels down 
he hunches down and he starts drawing in the sand, or, or the you know some some um, some translations say he starts writing, writing in, yeah, in the sand. Right. And a lot of scholars believe that you know, and one of the the ones that I have glommed onto, I should say, not a lot of scholars, but one of the ones that I've glommed onto because I think it's exactly the kind of Jesus I I see mm-hmm. in this moment is he starts writing out the sins of everybody. In yeah, the I love that routine. I yeah. love that bit because yeah. you know he's like. You know, there's this, and then there's this, and and maybe not even naming names, just you know. But wouldn't it be interesting if he did? Right, like if you and yeah, I were there right. and he pointed, you know, yeah, you and then he wrote just, down. JD did yeah. this. <laughs> Keith did that. Yeah. Jonathan that be, wrote this, right, and exactly. and you're just like, oh my gosh, how? Yeah, you know. But and so, but it, whatever he said, whatever he wrote, whatever he drew. You know, it was it was a time where they he he left them hanging because he was he was again, we talked about this last time, he was working through things with them mm-hmm. because he was showing them patience, he was showing them uh, a forbearance and and all they I mean, the Pharisees were just chomping at the bit to get this over with, mm-hmm. right? You know, they knew they had him. There was just there was no way he was going to get out of their trap. Mm-hmm. And all they wanted him to do was talk. Mm-hmm. Just say a word right. and and here he is not saying a thing. Right. And so taking his time, taking his time and, and just drawing this out to the point that he just he makes you think he doesn't. And, and I love how you say this. He doesn't shy away from uncomfortable. As a matter of fact, he brings us into the realm of uncomfortable, awkward, awkward yeah. and just lets us stew right. in it. And, and but he it, again he doesn't leave us there alone. He doesn't just throw us in there and then walk away. Right. He, and, he stays there with us. Right. And then, of course, he says, he straightens up and he says, okay, let he who has no sin, let him be the first to cast a stone. Right. So what is he saying? He's saying, go ahead and kill her. Yeah. You Remember, you are the woman. Right. Uh, that's, how we re- that's how we're going to read Scripture really well. We're right. the woman who has been caught in sin. We are the one who is worthy of death, of condemnation, of judgment. Right. Uh, the forces of evil are pointing at us, and they're right. They're making accusations of us, and they're right. And there's no denying it. We are sinners. Right. We are caught in our sin. Right. And the Savior, our Savior, says, yeah, go ahead, kill J.D. He deserves it. Yep. But only, only yeah. if you are without sin. Right. And uh, so in that answer, he... He does what we already discussed. He supports the law. He yeah. affirms the law. You're right. The law is right. The, the, the law has to be obeyed and fulfilled. Right. And fulfilling the law means killing this woman. But um, are you sure you're the one to be throwing, the, yeah. executing the yeah. law? Right. Uh, and when you're not willing to execute it against, your, against yourself. Right. And then I go to Paul, the Apostle Paul, uh, because in the, the Apostle Paul, he talks extensively about being now dead to your sins. Mm-hmm. So if I'm dead to my sin, then to take riff off of what you're saying and what Jesus is doing, I'm saying, I'm seeing the writing in the dirt that Jesus makes, right. and I'm like, you know what? I'm a sinner. I need to be, I need to be dead with this woman to my sin. Yep. And then I look to the cross, and I'm like, okay, that's how I can be, de- through Jesus Christ, that is how I am and can be dead to my sin. When I'm dead to my sin, I'm, an al- I'm alive with Christ, and it gives, gives their room for you to be alive, even, yeah. though, you know, even though you're a sinner, right. it makes it, now it's possible for, 
you to be alive in my life and in, in, in my perspective yeah. because I've been resurrected. I'm dead to my sin. I, I have been... Uh, 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 I have a sex of, successfully avoided the, the the stoning that I that I deserve that you deserve by right. by the grace of Jesus right. Christ. It just completely levels the playing field and makes it so that I can relate to you and to anybody anybody else. But in amazing that, answer. But in a way that is pleasing to Christ. Exactly. Right. You're not just saying you're not saying I forgive you. Mm-hmm. You're saying no. You've been I've been forgiven by Christ. I can certainly forgive you. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, you know. You guys know I'm very fond of saying my biggest problem is solved. I've been forgiven of right. my sins, and so you know, how can you not express joy and and forgiveness if mm-hmm. you if you have that mentality? Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I fail at that sometimes, by all means. But yeah, I just yeah, what he does and what he says here in this moment, and and let me ask, what has he accomplished yeah. when he does that? Well, I mean, he nails this line. He goes back to writing, writing, and then there, it just completely he accomplishes disarming a mob first right. and foremost, because right. then they start to drop the rocks and they they walk away. Right. But then it's interesting to so we can say that definitively, he saves the woman's life. Right. He disarms the mob. He accomplishes those things. But then we're left to speculate and wonder what did he what did he accomplish with the woman mm-hmm. and with the mob that isn't written in scripture. We know that they walk away and we know she survives the scene. Okay, fine. Now let's ask ask the question again. What does he accomplish? Does he accomplish faith in the woman's life? Does the woman embrace God because of the grace that she's, she has received? Does she begin to be a follower, a believer? We don't know. We don't have the answer to that. Nope. We have the hope. It makes sense that she would become a follower. It makes sense. She's experienced grace firsthand in an extraordinary way. Right. But then I also want to ask, and I wonder, what in the world he's accomplished with the guys, the men, yeah. who they were all men, yeah. what, what did he accomplish in their minds as they walk away? Do they, did they walk away saying, you know something, that was a great moment. I just really was changed by no, what happened. I'm guessing that is not what, you know what they're I saying. Mean? Absolutely. Now I think... he gets them to disband. Right. But does he get the does he accomplish faith I, in the I don't faith know that he them. accomplishes faith, but he certainly plants a seed right? of faith and of doubt of, in our own moral superiority. Mm. Because he said those okay, go ahead. But if you you have, let's do this. If you're the only person without sin, you can throw the stone. Right. Do they walk away saying, oh, that was, you know, something. Oh, that great sermon, Pastor. I've been convicted and and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'd like to hope that uh, somebody walked away dropping their rock and having that reaction. But I think... A lot of them walked away like Yosemite Sam, saying, "I'm gonna get that guy." And all you know that. That's I'm sure the Pharisees did right because they to be pulled up short like that. But I wonder, I wonder too, though, that you know when when if they didn't walk away going, "Yeah, I can't really." I have to look. I have to reflect on myself. I have to look at myself, and I have to admit that I, I I I sin, and I can't I can't throw this stone. How am I going to react to that? What am I going to do? Am I going to change my mind? Am I going to change the way I live? You know, I I would walk away more confused 
probably. Because I was sure of myself right. when I held that stone and brought this guy. Right. I it's mean, a long... some, of these, some of these guys, I'm sure, weren't in on what the Pharisees were doing, right? They were just ready to stone a woman. They <laughs> right. were ready to meet right. out justice because they felt superior and they knew they were in the right. Oh, great, another mob today. Yeah, let's ex- join. The, let's <laughs> join yes, look, another it's another mob. Oh, Quick, let's, pick let's... up a rocket. Let's go. I mean, seriously, yeah. unthinking, but... Uh, and, but 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 part of it all the same. It's just very interesting to to ask, what did what did Jesus accomplish that day? And and I can only and Keith and I can only speculate with you on that. Yeah. Uh, but we can't say definitively. We can say wishfully right. what might ha- have happened. We don't know what happened with the woman who was saved. Again, going back to her, you know, did she have a profound change in her life? We can't say for sure that she did. Which you can say the very same thing about the crowd. We're not sure who was saved in that crowd. I, I you know, you you we're we're in the midst of all of this and we're left wondering. Mm-hmm. And, and that's that, good. And this is what I'm talking about. Jesus loves to bring uncomfortable in our lives because it's like, surely we have to be black and white at the end of this. Mm. Surely we have to know no. that that woman was saved by grace because Jesus disbanded this crowd and there was no way that she couldn't have walked away she experienced going, I the... love Jesus. Right, you she know? had to. She experienced a miracle. But we... We never hear from right. her again. I, I know. She's not named. And it's incomprehensible, isn't it? I mean, to us, almost incomprehensible. Almost. I'll stop short. Almost yes. incomprehensible that anybody could experience what she did and not love Jesus. Right? It's incomprehensible right. that she could, uh, to quote one of our favorite me- movies, inconceivable. inconceivable. I don't think you're using that correctly. It's inconceivable <laughs> that she uh, could... Uh, walk away, right. just shrug her shoulders, and go back to her old life, whatever right. that was, right. without ever thinking about this guy and having faith. And yet, it is possible, isn't right. it? Well, I think his last line to her, and then Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. Go your way, and from now on, do not sin again. Mm-hmm. I mean, you it's like you've been given a second chance. We get, You know, it's like, a surgeon, you know, as he as he dismisses the 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 lung transplant mm-hmm, patient right. from the from, look, go and smoke no more. Right. You know, just go and don't smoke anymore. Mm. We replaced your lungs. That you've gotten this second chance. You've been given this opportunity. Reborn. Don't mess it up. And yet, and it yet, is possible to mess it up. It's exactly. And we have, and and so that's where we're that's where we're in the story because yeah. of the question of what yeah. are we going to do because you this is this is not a story about the woman this is your story you have been you and I have both been saved in yep. exactly the same way surrounded right. by evil accusing us of sin they're right we go back to that Jesus saves us we don't deserve what he gives us we yep. deserve to be stoned we deserve to be crucified this is the christian story what are we going to do what are we going to do with it and and uh she walks away, and I think, like us, she does something with it. She yeah. doesn't do perfectly with it, no. uh, like us. Nope. Uh, it, 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 she doesn't do perfectly with it, but hopefully she does something. She's right. reborn uh, in a certain way. And I hope those in the crowd, because those are probably... Interestingly, you know, those of us who see ourselves as sinners are fewer 
than those of us who see uh, ourselves as morally right mm-hmm. when re- and disregarding our own sin. I mean, in this story, we see it. One sinner accused of sin realizing she's a sinner versus a whole bunch of people accusing one other person of sin, not thinking about their own sin and going, I'm superior because I'm the one holding the stone Mm -hmm. and I'm going to get to throw the stone because I am not that bad a sinner. Right. And yet Jesus points out to all of us. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Throw the stone. You are. As long as you have no sin. Right. And they know. Exactly. They know he's right. They know yep. they know he's right. We encourage you uh, to follow up also with verses twelve through twenty. Yep. Not th- nothing important here. It's just <laughs> it's just Jesus speaking out in this scene and saying uh, again. Jesus spoke to them. Verse twelve: I am the light of the world. You've heard him say that. Right. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Um, and. And I wanted to ask, what causes Jesus to be the light of the world? Well, he is the light of the world. I right. mean, His, he, 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 he being God is the right. light of the world. Right. But one of the, the, the things that I want to comment on is he goes, uh, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of light. Uh, he is the light of the world, but you have to follow him in order for him to be the light of the world. Uh, he is the light of the right. world, whether you or I follow him. Right. But if we don't follow him, he's not the light of the world in our lives. Right, and we walk in darkness. And we walk in darkness. Yeah. So here's the light of the world that exists right. and is the light of the world regardless of what we do. But unless we follow, unless we believe, mm. then he's not the light of the world specifically in our, in, in, in our lives. Yep. So, I mean, it, 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 what, it, it, that's why I asked the question, what causes Jesus to be the light of the world? Uh, God causes him, being God causes right. him to be the light of the world. Certainly. But our faith, our devotion to him causes us to experience that light of the world. Right. And and I think you're absolutely right. It's like someone, you know, I don't know if, if you, you know, when I wake up in the morning, I, and, and I have to turn that light, I have to turn that kitchen light on to pour my coffee. <laughs> that hurts. You know, it hurts, right? <laughs> You've been, I've been walking around in darkness and the light gets turned on and it hurts. So, you know, because yes, when you say it like you just said it, how dumb do we have to be to be stumbling around in the dark mm-hmm. when the light of the world is right there in front of us? And yet we choose. Yeah. In t- at times in our lives, even after salvation, we choose to stumble around in the dark on our own understanding. And consistent in the book of John, Jesus, the Jesus that is, pre- is presented to us in the book of John keeps going back to, uh, Jesus keeps going back in the book of John to whether or not you know him. Yeah. Uh, and he does it here. And uh, in, we talked about it last night at Bible study. We have a, a Bible study on Wednesday nights here at the church. Mm-hmm. And we talked, and he, in, in the Sermon on the Mount, he was talking about knowing. I didn't even know you. You didn't, right. you know, all those kinds of, and knowing is, is, is relationship. You knowing Jesus, Jesus knowing you. Right. Uh, it, it, that's relationship. That's being in relationship with him, him knowing you, you knowing him. And consistently, not just in the book of John, but throughout the Gospels, Jesus goes back to this being what is lacking. You don't, you just don't bother to, you just don't bother to know me, Uh, you know, and if you don't bother to know me, then of course you don't know 
that I'm the light of the world. Right. You don't you don't bother to know me and your life in, in what I can bring to your life, oh. the healing that I can bring, the forgiveness that I can bring. Amen. And 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 it doesn't then matter that I'm I am the light of the world and that I bring water to those who thirst. I bring gifts and blessings that no one else can. Yep. You, that's all true, but you don't bother to part. You don't even bother to partake of how great it, mm-hmm. of any of it. You know. Nope. You. You know. I. I. You know. People often say, "Well, I know who Jesus is." I was like, "Well, yeah, I know there are poor people in India, <laughs> right. but I don't have right. a relationship with them like Mother Teresa right. did." Right. You know. Right. I mean, you're not in touch with the suffering. I'm not. I don't know them. Right. I know of them, right. and so you know, we have to move past. That idea in our head that we know Jesus, right? Or because how much of it is I know of Jesus? That's a great point. That just that I know Jesus, I know of Jesus, right? What is? Are you being honest about that? Amen. Because he's telling you right here, I am the light of the world. You you follow me, and you will see the light. And he's surrounded by people who know of him. They've heard all kinds of this and all kinds of that, and they don't want to go beyond that. Exactly. Well, something to think about uh, as far as what we need to be doing, and uh, that's uh, the Dundee Church Podcast, John uh, chapter 8, verses 1 through 20. We'll be back uh, with another podcast next week, and uh, that continuing with John chapter 8, and we'll look forward to seeing you then, right? Are you, are you looking forward to that? I am always looking forward to really? getting back together with this. All right. we'll I love with, the Bible. We're going to go with that. There's we'll see you then. <laughs>